special needs girl gets knocked up. So who's the rapist and the daddy? This is Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast where we recap and break down past episodes of Law and Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or in any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. Hey, welcome to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast, where I recap episodes of America's favorite TV show, Law and Order SVU, you know, Special Victims Unit. Yeah, that's right. There's this, I am BD Rose. You can call me Brian Rose. And I'm also a Law and Order SVU fan. And I just want to say thank you for listening in. And thank you for listening in. It's, this is not like a music show or a radio show. This is like a podcast and stuff like that, though. So, and today, you know, I want to bring out a very serious topic because, um, you heard that the Supreme, you know, the Supreme Court have overturned Roe versus Wade. So we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about that toward the end of the show. And you know, I'm, and just to let you know briefly that I am, I, I support life. I'm like a, I'm like an anti-abortionist, abortionist. So, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk more about that toward the end of the show. So. Are you so? I know you're enjoying that little holiday. I know you're stuffing your face with some hamburgers, hot dogs, potato salad, corn, grilled corn, and <laughs> and rice and beans and everything like that. Though I mean, I am. You know, you hope you join that. You hope you're joining that little her little pagan holiday. Hey, I mean, but not me though, because. But I can't believe it, yeah, because my at that time years ago, I mean, we got our bar, all my brothers and sisters were in slavery, and you know that holiday's not for us. So I'm on, I don't want to get too deep about that. So I I know y'all people enjoying yourselves, you know, stuff in your face, wa- watching the fireworks. I'm gonna say I'm gonna rain on your parade, baby. Got nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> got rain on your parade, and then you know, I mean. But you know, that's a good thing, at least, though. I got, like, a four-day weekend, at least, for myself. You know, I'm just going to be out here chilling. And um, this summer is here, you know. You can come to the beach. You come on come on the beach, you take your shirt off, and then you you let the sun fry on you and stuff like that, though. I, and I know y'all people going to put your suntan lotion on, but I don't need no suntan lotion because my skin's all natural. You know what I'm saying? Like the leaves and the trees, though. I'm a natural dude, though. I'm like Grizzly Adams up for them. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> well, you know, it's like, um, I you know, I was out there. I was wearing my little orange shirt yesterday. You know, I feel like I'm in Florida and all that stuff, though. And, you know, I feel like I, I dress up like a, this dude from Miami Vice, as you remember the TV show, right? And, you know, it's been a hot weekend so far because it's July. And speaking about July, I'm going to bring you new episodes this month. But probably next week, though, I'm going to I'm gonna be taking a break next week. In other words, my show will be preempted next Monday because I'm taking a trip down to North Carolina next weekend. Yeah, I'm going to have a good time. I'm I'm gonna go visit the plantation where my ancestors were served slavery. And it's like a museum in some forth, though. I mean, I've been there before. So, and not only that, though, I'm gonna be attending a unity summit going down in, in North Carolina. I'm gonna tell you about it's a rally. But when you're down a rally, you could come see me. You know what I'm saying? And all right, so um. And, all right, so I'm going to be down there for the weekend with my friends. You know, we're going to be having a good time. We're going to be having a cookout, have a unity, and um, show some love. You know what I'm saying? 
It's all about love, you know. Just like Buster Rhyme said, everyone spread love. Give me some more. You know what I'm saying? And it's all about love. And you know what Whitney Houston said? You give good love to me. Never too much will never be. All right, now, so... Right today, though, we're going to be talking about, you know, um, about abortion. And speaking of abortion, though, I'm going to give you an episode where, you know, this is a special girl gets knocked up. And next thing you know, she's pregnant. And her mother wanted her to get an abortion and stuff like that, though. But people are fighting so you got about it and then. She don't want and the and the victim. She don't want to have an abortion. She wanted to keep the baby. So there's gonna be an issue going on around here. So uh, let's get. I'm just gonna call this. It's like a knockoff special. I don't know what I'm gonna call it. You know, it's like um. Well, let's get to the episode. All right, well, we're right, 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 right. This is Law and Order SBU, season three, episode 22, Competence. And it aired on NBC on May 10th, 2002. All right, so this is like the second to last episode of season three and all stuff. So now it's like 20 years ago or something like that. So it's 2022. So, okay, um, episode starts in the squad room. And we see Ben, you know, he's probably calling it for a day or probably going out to lunch, something like that, though. And then you got the, so he sees an elderly woman arriving in the squad room. And Ben was like, can I help you, ma'am? And um, and then the elderly woman, she said she wanted to report a rape. So Ben asked anyone in the squad room who's catching. It would be Stabler. So, okay. So, okay. So, okay. So, um, Elliot, though. He meets this elderly lady, and she goes by the name of um, Rebecca Tolliver. Now, we have a Who's That Girl? So who's the actress that's playing Rebecca Tolliver? Everything bad that's happened to Katie and to me, it's my fault. Because 22 years ago, I chose to have a child with Down syndrome rather than to have an abortion. And it destroyed my marriage. She's my whole life, and I have to protect her. All right, that happens to be um, Lois Smith, right? And um, she's like, she's on stage and movies and stuff like that, though. And she was in the movies, I think, Fire Green Tomatoes, Dead Man Walking, and um, and all that stuff. And then she had a role in the Minority Report. But yo, yo, check this out, though. Oh wait, she was on. Oh, I forgot. She was in the movie Fatal Attraction with uh, Michael Douglas and Glenn Close. But, all right, so check this out. Check this out. Lois Smith, right? And she was. Uh, she had a role in the Minority Report. And check this out. But uh, my, my the movie Minority Report was released after that episode. That this episode aired. So so it, the Minority Report came out in June two thousand June two thousand two. It starred Tom Cruise. And what they do is that he's he's being framed for crimes that happen in the future and stuff like that, though. But it's a, if you see the Minority Report, though, it's a good movie, okay? All right. So, so she plays um, Mrs. Miss Tolliver, Rebecca Tolliver, and she's talking to Saber, tell her that that, that she want to report a rape. So Stabler takes her to the, this office, and uh, Mrs. Tolliver tells him that uh, she has a daughter named Katie, and she's 22, and she was raped by somebody, but she don't know who the rapist is. And Stable's like, though, if she if she's if she's old enough, she's old enough to come forward, though. She, she should tell her herself. But Mrs. Tolliver tells Stabler, please talk to her. So moments later, we're in the hallway, and um, when we see uh, the... Uh, the 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 late Miss Miss Tolliver's daughter Katie, right? She has her head down, and um, her her mother is talking to her, saying, uh, "This is a detective. What do you say when you say hello to the detectives?" And Katie reveals her face. Yo, she has she has Down syndrome. Damn. Oh my goodness. So 
so Katie introduces herself to to the set the stabler and all that stuff. So and then we go to the opening credits and we're in somewhere in a conference room and um Olivia's talking to Katie right now. So say so guess so um so you know Benson asked her a couple of questions. So she asked her what the sex means and then Katie Katie replied when the kissing, holding hands and stuff like that though. So and um she and so um, Olivia wants to find out who the daddy is and who raped her and stuff like that, and it'll be their secret. And Katie says that she was gonna throw up. So and then you know, you know, you know, her mother comes to get her and takes her out of you know the conference room and she tells him that she wants to find the son of the bitch who did this to them though. So we're so we're in um actually we're in Craig's office right now and Stabler and Benson Stabler there because um and then they have a conversation, you know. I mean, they don't know who the rapist is and stuff like that, though. So, and then turns out that she, um, and so what Craig, what Craig, Captain Craig is gonna do is he's gonna call Wong over here, and then he and Craig is gonna find out, if, and then they're gonna, he's, he's gonna give like a public exam on Katie, Katie, and stuff like that, though, because she was throwing up and all that stuff because they they might think that she get that Katie might be pregnant. I'm not sure, but. Craig's gonna call Wong and then and then he's gonna call the clinic, see, give this girl a public exam, and we'll see what happens. So later on in the squad room, you know, um Katie and her mother come in there and they meet Dr. Wong and stuff like that though. And um Dr. Wong wants Katie's mother to spend a few minutes with her and all that stuff though. But and you know uh, Mrs. T- Miss Tolibray, she doesn't want it and stuff like that though. So um however though, I mean However, though, they says, um, and then, you know, she, she refuses that person that she complies. So, so anyway, um, that, 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 all right. So Benson tells, um, Stabler that the AJ checked the clinic clinic and it's confirmed that Katie is pregnant and she has sex repeatedly every day, but then there, there are no signs of force. And it turns out that Katie has a part-time job and, but she has a mind of the child. And um, and and during the day she works at she goes to this um day center during the daytime and then for then she has a part time job at the supermarket something like that so so they're gonna so what they're gonna do is that um Benson Sabling will check the day center and then much of Finn will go and see her or her suit her her boss over at the supermarket where Katie works so. Okay, so we have the day center right now, and um, President Stabler was talking to this guy. He's a, his name is goes the name of um, Scott Lucas, and he's like the director of the day center where Katie attends, and she's a client and all that stuff, though. So she she tell and Scott tells him that Katie's learning and all that stuff, and and she, and she gives him trying to be into the world stuff like that. And Scott also mentions that. Um, she, Katie was close to Danny. So even though we don't know if she if Danny is a is a dad, but she said she was close to Danny. So and so, so anyway, so we're in um some room and the detectives are talking to Danny. Now we have a who's that guy? So who's that actor that's playing um Katie's friend or, or slash boyfriend Danny? I know what sex is. Did you ever tell Katie? No. She has to learn about it in school first. That's that's what our teacher said. You and Katie have sex? No. All right, all right. That happens to be actor James Bashdale. He plays Danny, and he was on Twenty Four, and he had a lead role in some AMC drama called RubyCon. I don't know if you remember that. Sh- remember remember that show? But I haven't watched it, so. I'm was more into Mad Men on AMC. So anyway, so he's like a actor. He, I think he was on Homicide, Life on the Street, though. Well, anyway, so he plays um, Danny, and he don't have no Down syndrome, but he's like uh, mentally challenged and all that stuff. So I won't, I'm not going to say we're retarded. Oh, excuse my language. But, um, but um, you know, it's just Danny. He, he tells him that... Um, and so he's talking to the detectives and 
then he says that he know what sex is and stuff like that because he learned in in the um, daycare center or something like that though or the, or the day day center what you would call it though so he never he he likes katie but he never had sex with her or anything like that though but uh they asked him there's someone was it was just someone tried to assault her or take advantage of her or something like that though and Danny mentioned about uh and Danny misses um he says that he takes the big bus and Katie takes the little bus and um he also mentions that um the bus driver that Katie rides rides in is harassing her and bothering her or something like that though and he knows that the guy's name was Ray because I mean she told him about it and stuff like that though Okay, so meanwhile, we're at the grocery store and Munch and Finn is talking, no, no, we're, me, we're at the supermarket and Munch and Finn is talking to the manager who goes by the name of um, Mr. Cheney, right? I'm not Mr. Cheney. I'm not talking about Dick Cheney, okay? And, you know, but, you know, back in 2002, you had Dick Cheney in the office, something like that, right? Um, so, but when, I mean, I ain't talking about that Mr. Cheney who works with um, Bush Jr., you know, the... Uh, you know the chimpanzee and all that stuff though so so much of been talked to mr cheney the store manager you know katie supervisor something like that though and um and he mentioned something about the uh, rave because you know he picks her up and all that stuff though so um and then and then and he told ray to leave her katie alone or something like that inventing him or something like that though so it turns out that the Ray, the bus driver, was being abusive to Katie, and maybe Ray is like a maybe. Okay, so maybe Ray is a suspect, you know, like he raped her or something like that, or harassed her. I don't know what it is, something like that though. Okay, so we're we're back at the squad room, and um, Detective Benson gives out information about Ray, and it turns out that Ray is fifty-two, never married, and he was fired from a nursing home last year for stealing. And then Ray claimed he didn't get no channel time, but Ray claimed that he got like um he got gifts and stuff like that. But what he was doing, I mean, he was taking advantage of the um, people who were in like uh um we gonna say in a nursing home, I think out there was like um Ray took advantage of these people who was like um I don't know, I think it was like dementia or something like that though. I mean, so and he you know I don't know, he got away with it though. So uh, Sable was off the phone. And um, they're, 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 and Sable is planning to take Katie and his mother somewhere. And check this out. He says that we're going to take her to the zoo, as in the Central Park Zoo. Now, I remember back in the days, I used to go to the Central Park Zoo many times when I was a kid, you know. You know, I mean, it, it's not like it's not like it's not it's small in some other words though. It's it's, it's like it's not like the Bronx Zoo where it's big, where they have like the safari and they got the tramway stuff like that though. But it's like the Central Park Zoo is they have like um, small stuff. You have the animals and you have the rides and um, I think a train ride. I'm not sure, but it's a it's a Central Park Zoo is somewhere like on the Upper East Side, right by the um, the 60s, right near the. Um, 66th street um transverse or something like that though and i remember back in the days when i was a kid you know i mean i used to go to that central park zoo and i used to all i usually went to the bronx zoo also and that was a good thing though so we're at the central park zoo right now and benson and stabler and cabin are there they wanted to talk to katie for a minute so so stabler put puts them up to Katie's mother, Mrs. Top, to the side, and he talked to her personally. So Sabler and um, Mrs. Mrs. and um, Mrs. Tolliver, you know, they talking, and Miss Miss Tolliver Tolliver was worried because she's like um, uh, she's she's um disappointed because like Katie's in the world and stuff like that. Though it's like um, and then and then she's like a little disappointed and all that stuff though, and. She's only she's only twenty two. I mean, Katie's just learning stuff like that, though. So meanwhile, um, Benson and Cabot though they talk to Katie and um, they ask him about Ray, and then she starts um, kind of describing how Ray touched her. I mean, he touched her his um, shoulder, leg, and then her 
boob and then then she started crying and then her mother sees that and then she decides to come over to katie and pulls takes him away from the the, the benson stabler and cabin telling her that's enough it's over you know what i'm saying and turns out says that katie also mentions that the driver Fredden and pinched her so even right here you know what i'm saying so Kevin decides to have a search warrant for Ray. So Munch and Finn are there, and they search his, uh, Ray's apartment. And they find a heart necklace that belongs to Katie. Okay, so... <laughs> and then next thing you know is that we see Ray, the bus driver, though. He's letting the people off the bus. And he's telling people he wants to see Oprah. Then all of a sudden, Munch and, and then Saber Finn, the guy show up. Ray is arrested. And... <laughs> For uh, and then they for maybe about rape or something like that for assaulting Katie or such. I don't know what it is though. So we're at the end of Act One. Now we're in the beginning of Act Two. Ray's being interrogated, and um, and then next thing you know is that he be assault he be insulting Katie, calling her a retard and all that stuff. I mean that retard told you that, and then yo, I mean Ray was just talking shit stuff like that though. I mean, what is going on? It's funny the retard told you that. You don't want to use that word around me again. Okay? Nothing. I didn't steal nothing from nobody. Really? What was Katie Tolliver's necklace doing in your apartment? It was a gift. Like the gifts you got from the patients at the nursing home. That's right. Yeah, you're just such a nice guy. Everybody wants to give you gifts. Katie says you stole it. My word, I get some more runs. Mm-hmm. Slipped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just slipped out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, did you see the set the saver pulling away from the chair from Ray as he tried to sit down? <laughs> but um anyway, so during Ray's interrogation, though, though, they were going to charge him for raping and getting Katie pregnant. But However, though, Ray has a different story. He says that um, after he had sex with this other woman, though, he got mastectomy, and he's shooting blanks. So, turns out that Ray is not the suspect, and stuff like that, though. So, we're in the squad room, and it turns out that much of Ben tell him that Katie said, yeah, you know, um, the day center got a call complaint from someone last year saying that. Um, I think the director was abusing the clients over there and stuff like that, though. And it turns out that that they're during the call, that during the call or something like that, or the investigation, the guy named Joe Parker had quit. So they're going to want to speak to Joe Parker, right? So we're at this other day center or something like that, though, and um, he works there. So um, Joe claims that um, the guy, I mean, Scott, he got one of his clients pregnant over at the day center. So, and then he first, at first he denies it, stuff like that though, but much of it showed him a recording of him, sounded like him. And then Joe admitted that um, he suspects that uh, Scott was um, probably got one of his clients pregnant, stuff like that though. But we then, we did and then um, and the other detectives, best to say that they go see Scott. And Scott admitted that. Um, yeah, that they, he and then saying that one of his clients was pregnant and she accused him of getting her pregnant. And it turns out that another special person, another client, got to go pregnant. So not Scott. And Scott, Scott also mentions that Katie's mother is controlling and and then she's like overprotective and stuff like that. I mean, yo, you got like an overprotective mother? I kind of like, hey, I got some overprotective people in my family. I mean, listen. I am a grown man. I'm 46 years old, and then I don't like to be treated as a child. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm drinking my ginger ale right there because I wanted to loosen up the food. So it's like you also much as about Katie's mother or something like that, though. So rest of Stabler. So Stabler, she talks to um, um, Mrs. Mrs. Tolliver at her job. You know, it's, I think it's like a plant store or a garden store or something like that, though. And, or floor or something like that. And sometimes, you know, she, Mrs. Saba tells Stabler that she chose to have a baby with Down syndrome. So rather, rather than getting an abortion. 
And she also mentions that the father moved out, moved out, moved out of the family as soon as Katie was born. Like he don't want to deal with it though. So sometimes she's worried, and she's worried that uh, Katie will have a baby with Down syndrome. I mean, that's her worry, though. But you know, that's that's nice. anyway. Okay, so we're at the day center, and um, Katie is talks to Doctor Wong, and. Um, and then Cabot is there and all that stuff. So, um, and then they mentioned something about daddy. They, they thinking that daddy is a, is a father or something like that, though. So, next thing you know is that the Dr. Wong gives uh, uh, Cabot demonstration how daddy touched her or something like that. So, and then they want to know about sex. So Cabot just stands up, gives a demonstration, and then Katie holds Cabot's hand, and then he touched her and all that stuff in certain areas. And and Doctor Wong asked her what is about what you know what's, what what she knows about sex, and then Katie was like kissing stupid. <laughs> you gonna call Doctor Wong stupid? You gonna call a string stupid? Come on, y'all. That is insulting. You know what I'm saying, though? Come on about that, though. Come on. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, however, though, we had somewhere at the um, outside of the date center. It's just said that Katie's mom's there, and um, she decides she's worried that um, she don't want her daughter to go through the suffering. So she decides she wants to terminate the pregnancy and stuff like that, though. And then you know, Katie over Katie overhears her mother talking about that. And then she Katie was like, I, I want to keep my baby and stuff like that. But you know, his mom is controlling, she don't trust her because she don't want her to go through the same to go through the safety thing she went through because she can't Mrs. Solver had a baby with Down syndrome, and she's worried that her daughter might daughter will have a baby with Down syndrome too. So she wants to terminate the pregnancy. Now speaking about uh, that's abortion right there. And I'm going to speak about that topic in soon, all right? Abortion. This is some serious, serious topic, all right? So, okay, so um, we're at the West 23rd Street Women's Clinic, and um, Katie and her mom are there. They're trying to get an appointment and see you to get an abortion and stuff like that, though. But however, Scott, Scott comes in with his lawyer, right? And he stopped the abortion, and he he's also going for Katie's guardianship, stuff like that, though. Yo, Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then, and, and then right now there's going to be a problem because, you know, between Katie's mother and Scott, because Scott doesn't want her to have the abortion, stuff like that, though. So he's fighting for legal guardianship because Scott feels that Katie can take care of herself. And the mother proves otherwise that she can't take care of herself. That's the end of Act Two. Now we're going to Act Three, and we're in the precinct right now, and then. Benson Sailor Cabot do a walk and talk. And um, Cabot says uh, something about the CVS or something like that. I don't know what it is. How many weeks is Katie in her pregnancy? Ten. Too early for amniocentesis. But not for a CVS test. In English, please? Chorionic villus sampling. We take some tissue from the placenta lining to get the baby's DNA. We did one for another case about a year ago. So how are we going to get Katie's mother to go for it? Tell us she can find out whether her grandchild has Down syndrome. Yeah, it was okay. CBS stands for chronic villus sampling, something like that, though. CBS, I'm not talking about the drugstore CBS. I mean, I go there not often, CBS, you know, I, I go CBS not often because I usually pick up medication for my moms, but I, or get some groceries. I mean, but that's another story. I mean, they, she's talking about a different CBS, talking about. Coron village sampling. I don't, I don't know what it is though. Anyway, Kevin says that he could take blood center for DNA to prove who the father is. So they don't know who the real father is because they think Danny's probably the father, but he never had sex with her, something like that though. So we outside um, the, the Tolliver's apartment, Tolliver's apartment, and where Miss Tolliver lives. Benson and Saber go to see uh, Miss Tolliver, and then you know she comes out of the apartment building and tell her that. Katie has ran, ran off. Damn. <laughs> so we back in the squad room right now. 
it turns out that a daddy called us sick and, and at the day center. It turns out they, they're both on a run. So, however, though, they wanted um yeah, the last time Danny was seen, they just found out that Danny went to see his roommate Andy. So they're gonna go check on go see take Andy a visit. So we're in this, this apartment building and then we see um um you see Danny's friend, um Dan, Danny's friend, Danny's friend Andy, he's confined in the wheelchair. And um they were their roommates and all that stuff. So so Danny's roommate say that he came by earlier this morning and he borrowed his ATM card. So and then the next thing you know is that um I don't know, Danny this Andy, he got like an attitude his problem, something like that though, because um he he probably he thinks he, he could trust Danny and stuff like that though. So all he needs all what happened is that the all what all Danny needs he needed he had to borrow, he needs two hundred two hundred dollars. So that's what he said though. Cause they wanted to move out, move out, go somewhere, and find a place to live or something like that. I don't know what it is though. So we're outside the street right now, and um, it turns out that they, they um, there's this ATM card right outside the store, but there's a sign saying ATM. It turns out that the daddy took out two hundred dollars earlier. So Benson, Stabler, must defend that they had to search around town for Danny and Katie or something like that though. So we're at the pharmacy store somewhere in. Um, Upper West Side, and the guy that works there, the guy who works there, he says that he's seen a couple, couple earlier this morning. And it turns out that the Katie came by and get some ginger ale because she about to be throw, because she be throwing up. And I forgot to mention that that earlier, that um, Benson was interviewing Katie that she said she was gonna throw up or something like that though. So and she needed ginger ale just to prevent her from throwing up and stuff like that though. So meanwhile, we're at the, some delicatessen and stuff. Said that, and then the worker said that um, her husband or some application, and her husband turned out to be Danny. And he also mentions that um, Katie came by for some ginger ale again and stuff like that, though. Because I mean, it turns out that the Katie's trying to find a job at this um, delicatessen or something like that, though. But she she'll have he the guy. The problem is that he will have. The position for people to stock shelves it's not even rocket science and and then it gave and he gave best in the state um, application that um that daddy filled it out earlier this morning so they track uh, kitty and daddy down at um the arms the hotel arms something like that so hotel something like that i don't know it's it's like an apartment something like that so best in the stabler find katie there and Katie offers him something to drink and all that stuff, though. So, um, and, and 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 then you know, I mean, and then she tells, and she Katie also tells him that she's making some soup and stuff like that. So it turns out that Katie is doing something because she's learning how to cook and all that stuff. Because I mean, it's based on her day with her Down syndrome. I mean, she could do things by herself. Like she's grown, she's an adult, you know. And and they think they, they can't trust her. I mean. She, even though Katie said that she learned it from Danny, that's all it is, though. So Danny comes into the apartment, and then, and then he tells um, Tenson and Sabler that they're planning to get married. Oh my goodness! So and then the Benson Stabler asked them to come down to the precinct with them. So we we have the precinct right now, and um, Katie and Danny arrive with the detectives, and Katie's mom is there. And then she hugs Katie and she was worried sick and all that stuff though. And um they say they think and then Mrs. Tolliver, she blames Danny or raping her, getting her pregnant, something like that though. But Danny says he never had sex though. And then so he asked Katie about the sex thing and stuff like that. And then Katie told him it's not sex, it's exercise. What? Oh my goodness. And then, so we in the conference room right now, and Katie's there with her mother, and she claims that, um, and they, you know, Benson asked her about the exercises and stuff like that, and then Katie gives it in detail, saying that she pulls down her pants and you sit on somebody's lap, and Benson want to find out who was she sitting, what she, what she, what she was doing exercises with, and then. Katie's, 
Katie's mother tells her, you know, go on, go on, tell him and stuff like that, though. Katie wouldn't say at first who did it, though, but guess what? She blurted out Mr. Cheney. Oh! So it turns out that Katie unwittingly had sex with Mr. Cheney and got her pregnant. Oh, my goodness. Not Dick Cheney. Oh, she had sex with Dick Cheney. Damn, her boss. Damn. That's the act the at three. Now, we're at four, and much has been uh, confirmed Mr. Cheney in the interrogation room. And, yo, Mr. Cheney denies it, saying that Katie has this imagination. She says that she all the she did all the nice things for Katie, and this is the things I get. get. And um, she think, and then she thinking, she thinking that the cage making this up because of she, she's retarded. I don't know what it is though. So, much of it asking for a DNA sample, prove it because they tell him that that he knocked her up, <laughs> in other words. And then they want they ask for a DNA sample. He's a father, and Mr. Cheney replied, "You go see my lawyer." Oh, 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 oh. We're at the um, okay. Later on, later on, we're in the hallway at the precinct, and and then next thing you know, Cab is there with the detectives, and all of a sudden, this guy comes out and gives her a letter, and she's opened it up, and she says that she's being she's being served <laughs> by by. For by Scott for Katie's uh, competence. Next thing you know is that um, Benson comes over to Cat and Guy just leaves after giving her a package. Benson comes up and tell her to warn Cabot that she got word from Wall telling her that um, the guy was gonna come here for be for for the letter, and it turns out it's too late. Ten seconds too late. So she already got it though. Wall tried to warn her, but it's too late though. Turns out that um, Katie. The Scott's is gonna is going to go Scott's gonna have uh Cabot in court and then she show up at a hearing for Katie's compliments and stuff like that. So I don't know what it is. So okay, so we in the a you know DA Donnelly's office, or in other words, so Cabot went to see Angela Bauer and then and then she has she wants to make the subpoena go away. I'm not sure that's a good idea. It is, if you want to take Katie Tolliver's rapist to trial. Katie's mother wants her to avoid the baby. Maybe that is something Katie should decide for herself. You want to be a crusader for victims' rights? Go work for social services. Your job is to prosecute crime. Katie has already been victimized once. My testimony can prevent her from being victimized a second time. You represent the people of the state of New York, not Katie Tolliver. Whether Katie gets to keep her baby is between her and her mother. I do have a duty to the victim to convict her rapist. She's found competent. You're going to lose. Cheney's lawyer will get her to say she knew what she was doing, that she liked it. Oh, Angela. Okay, so uh, Angela says that uh, Dick Cheney's lawyer will claim it's on Katie because she went willingly and she it was her consent and stuff like that. It, it, it has to do with the competence and all that stuff. So, damn. That's ridiculous. I mean, Katie, she wasn't aware. I mean... It turns out that Mr. Dick Cheney has taken advantage of her. I mean, that's why because she has Down syndrome, and then, and then, and then you know, Cheney's lawyer will said it's gonna is that she went with there willingly and stuff like that. So they thinking that Katie's a freak. <laughs> Yo, you can't you can't believe that Katie has to sit on Santa's lap, and then she would be like, "Ow, ow, ow! It hurts, man." Damn. And you know, I remember I forgot to mention earlier. She told um, Detective Benson earlier that if if, if she did, if, if she if her boss told her if she does it correctly, it won't. They will feel better. <laughs> oh, this is what I'm. This is a damn porn movie, something like that. I don't know what it is, man. Oh my goodness, is this is a porn movie, something. <laughs> All right, that's enough about that. So anyway, um, but Bell, all right, um, Stabler talks to Mrs. Tolliver at her job again, and she wants Katie, she wants Katie to have an abortion because she knows that Katie not commented. I mean, she's not, 
She's not at all. I mean, she's just controlling. I mean, she don't even trust Katie, and she don't want her to be a woman anything like that, though. Go off for her pace. I mean, Kate Mississauga is overprotective and stuff like that, though. I mean, she, he wants an abortion. I, that's crazy and stuff like that, though, because she don't want to go through the same thing. Uh, her daughter don't want her to go through the same thing that she's going through. It's like a choice. Hey, I, I'm against abortion, but I'm not going to say anything like that, though. All right, we're at a hearing right now, and Kevin's on the stand in the courtroom, and she's talking about Katie, and she's capable of doing things and all this stuff. And then she's trying to get for They're trying to name then, um, you know, um, Katie's boyfriend is there, and then and Katie's lawyer is there, and then um, and also um, I think I think Katie's lawyer, Katie's lawyer. I don't know what it is. Uh, anyway, no. Anyway, um. Cabot's lawyers, their lawyers are there, and you know, Cab is there on the stand talking about Katie. She can do things by herself. Then after that, Dr. Wong's on the stand, and then Dr. Wong says is Katie is capable of, of doing things. Because she's 22 years old. I mean, she learned it, stuff like that, though. And then that, after that, we had Katie on goes on the stand, and she told she tells him that Danny taught her a lot of things mama couldn't want her to do. Because I mean, Danny taught her how to cook. Then he taught her that I would be responsible and be a woman and stuff like that, though. And then she says that that she, that she says that she t- he tells her mom who was there, she tells her mom who was there that she could do it, she could do it. But then here's this stupid ass lawyer, the late great Ned Eisenberg. I um, mean, he breaks her down in the stand, something like that. Oh my goodness. Saying, can you can you do this? Can you do that? I mean. He just straight up breaks her down. Says, yeah, you can't. And then Katie starts crying. And he says that um, you can't do anything, do you? Yeah, he don't you know, even the sex and all that, everything and stuff like that. I mean, this, this damn, this damn um, boy is an asshole. I don't know what it is, though. All right, we're back in the squad room right now. And um, Cabot comes in, Cabot comes in, tell her, that um, her mother gave uh, uh, her daughter up for guardianship, and um, Katie's competent. And um, Katie's competent, and it turns out that it's a lose situation. I mean, that she went willingly and something like that, though. And then the judge is going to have her ass. However, though, Sable says that the DNA came back. Turns out that Mr. Ch- Mr. Dick Cheney is the father of the child. <laughs> it's like Maury coming out saying, when it comes to um, uh, Teddy B. Gold, um, I don't know, um, this is Cheney, you are the Dick Cheney, you are the father. Hey, so anyway, you know, it turns out that Katie, I forgot to mention that Katie is 10 weeks pregnant. So it turns out in the DNA, Mr. Cheney is the father. So that's the same side to talk to Cheney and all that stuff, though. So, um, they, so they won't lose that rape case, though. So, however, though, but Sable says that we're going to tell Katie's mother the good news. Okay, so we're back at the Central Park Zoo right now, and Sable tells Mrs. Oliver that Katie's baby doesn't have no Down syndrome. And uh, Mrs. Oliver is relieved and all that stuff, though. So, meanwhile, Bess is talking to Katie, and um, she asked her a question about who she saw and what did um, her boss did otherwise, and you see anybody or knows anybody. And Katie tells Benson that um, her boss was yelling at her the other day, and um, turns out that, that uh, Katie saw um, he was it turns out his boss he saw his boss exercising with her coworker goes by the name of Marianne and oh and then she also mentions that um that Marianne has a baby by the name of Julie oh <laughs> oh Mr. Dick Shady had sex with uh, her co-worker and got her pregnant also oh my goodness that's crazy man that's the question coming so um anyways uh, we're somewhere at Rikers or something like that and you know, Mr. Cheney's there with his with her his lawyer, who turns out to be uh, Mariska's Hargitay's husband, P. 
Peter Herman, right? So Katie comes in with the detectives and the mom, and he confronts her boss and all the stuff about the, her getting her pregnant. However, Cabot comes, comes in and shows him that um, shows him that the children he fathered, right? And she also gives him the petition for child support from Katie plus the five uh, plus the five other women that he impregnated, and he gave, it turns out that Mr. Cheney gave him um, five mothers five of the victims' mothers hush money to keep quiet about this though. So Cabot just nails the hammer on Mr. Dick Cheney, tell him that they, they, that you're gonna be. But they, 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 these mothers are going to be taking seventeen percent of the stores he owns and shit like that, and um, and not only that, in there that he has to give them money for the rest of their lives. I mean, yo, man, it dictate it told you, Dick Shady goes to Cabot calls Shady, you an asshole, man. You 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 a damn dick though. It's he he making he just nailed a hammer on Mister Cheney stuff like that though. And then Mr. Cheney has to pay for Katie's kid and the other kids for the rest of their lives. I mean, yo, in other words, Cabot tells Mr. Dick Cheney he's done. And Katie smiles and mom's is crying. And that was the end of the episode. So it turns out that it that um, her boy, uh, Katie's boss, knocked her up and, and repeatedly, and he got her pregnant and not Danny's boyfriend. So I'm, and he and the, he, and the boss took advantage of her. I mean, yo, that is twisted right there. Trying to find out who the father, who who impregnated her, who, who the father, the damn boss. It was so sick, man. It, 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 you know, I know that creep is Mr. creep Mr. Cheney is going to jail. Yeah, along with George W. Bush. <laughs> But okay, so y'all heard on the news that about the you know, that um, the Supreme Court had overturned Roe versus Wade. Oh, before I want to get into that, though, I want to leave you with a couple of notes. You know, once she's back on the show after taking like a couple weeks absence, and I don't know where we was though. I mean, I probably wasn't a missing person report, and I missing persons and stuff like that. And I also want to make a t- check on error that um, Cavett was talking to um, Mrs. Tolliver toward the end of that episode. So it's on me, you know, I'm stuttering sometimes. Da, 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 da. Now, well, I just wanted to say that um, let's get back to the uh, Roe versus Wade over to being overturned in here in America. So um, personally, though, know, I just want to give you a brief story about the um, Roe versus Wade, and um, have you ever heard about this um, non-profit Planned Parenthood? It it was a non it's a non-profit organization that is made up from um, Margaret that's Margaret Sanger something like that though, and um, she founded the Planned Parenthood about maybe like at least less than about at least a hundred years ago, and they deal with legal abortions and all that stuff and women's rights and birth control and all that stuff though. And I remember that Wench made a made a statement saying, "If you wanted to kill a child, kill a child, you have to kill a child if he's born." Do you believe that Margaret Sanger said made that statement like that though? And she also she also mentions is talking about the, the the so called black babies. Now that's racist as hell. I mean, she made a stupid statement about that saying, "If you wanted, um, if, if you don't, if." if you got to kill the child before he was born. That's that's sick and stuff like that, though. But personally, you know, I, personally, I think abortion is is murder. You know, according to the to the Lord. You know, I'm not gonna go deep about that. But the, I'm gonna give you the reason why that um, the the Supreme Court had overturned the Roe versus Wade is because they wanted to prevent it from depopulating the the, the nation, in other words, or in other words, you know, I mean, that you know, they don't want um, you know white babies decreasing and stuff like that. So they decided to overturn Roe versus Wade, and you got a lot of these feminists and the, these um, abortion supporters. Though they pissed off about that, though, <laughs> and and yo, I mean, I believe in life. You know, I mean, 
what what will happen is a woman gets raped, it gets knocked up, and then gets pregnant. Though I don't know, that's up to the person. I'm not gonna say anything about that, but I want to say that if the punishment for a man raping a woman is death. So that's according to the Bible. So like I said, the reason why that the um, Supreme Court decided to overturn Roe versus Wade. And it's just that that they just uh, trying they just trying to prevent from depopulating, like white people white people here in America. So I don't know. This system is about to collapse and all that stuff, though. I mean, and the best thing for y'all for me and you to do is you have to pray and you got to do the right thing, you know, and then have faith in faith in the Lord. That's all. That's all I'm saying, though. So. And what the Supreme Court did, the overturning Roe versus Wade, talk about the legal making abortion illegal again, is just that it's gonna be going out going out to like a war. Just like what happened in January sixth though, America is gonna leave it's going or everything in America is gonna lead to a civil war because you know, Babylon's falling, the kingdom is falling, and so all we gotta do is just pray. That's that's all it is though. Now, I mean, this is you know where I'm off of the I'm done with the topic on um, Roe versus Wade being overturned, though. I'm just going to get make an announcement. So this month, though, I'm going to be producing three shows. I mean, today, this is for this week. Next week, though, I'm going to be taking a vacation. I'm going to take a trip down, down to the down south over the next weekend, and I'll be back with some new episodes. That's right. We're going to have new episodes coming throughout the summer, and I'm going to start my third season on September, probably shortly after Labor Day. So called anyway. So I hope you enjoy my podcast. You know, I thank you for listening in. And Twisted and Lord Order SVU podcast will be is is is, is on Spotify. You could you can listen in on Spotify every Monday with the new episodes coming in on Monday, you know, like Monday morning at the the at the earliest, the late earliest. And you can also hear me on Google Podcasts. Radio Public, RSS, and um, I think it was um, Anchor FM also, and WordPress. That's the website. You got to go to WordPress.com, all right? Yeah, I'll send you the link, all right? And, oh, yeah, by the way, I just want to say thank you for listening in, and I'll be, I'll be back um, in two weeks for a new episode, all right? So... I enjoy your week and um, and have fun out there. It's, it's a hot summer, all right. So this this episode is broadcast from my house. Good night, good day. Take it easy.